hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Howdy. How? I was going to say howdy. Were you? Oh my God. Howdy. Uh, how do you do? How are you doing? I'm okay. I am hungry. <laughs> what else is new? I guess nothing new is the answer to that. I'm fine. We're in the exact same status that you've all heard us last week. So, yep, still hungry. Mm-hmm. Haven't eaten this entire time. Still haven't got my couscous. Still waiting. <laughs> still in the same spot. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm doing okay. We're. I'm getting excited. We're about to go out and do our big old tour. We have a wild week ahead of us. Um, I also wanted to add, speaking of live shows, we have a couple shows coming up in Ohio and I'm very disappointed in my home state. Because, I'm disappointed too, because yeah. listen, Christine's always talking about how wonderful you people are. And you're really fucking it up. You're really making me doubt what's going on I know. Here. This is the first time that Eva and Em are coming. Well, I mean, Em came for the wedding, but Cincinnati sold out. So good job, Cincinnati. But That's right. Columbus and Cleveland are slacking and Cleveland's a big venue. So we need to get, step up the game a little bit here. We don't want to. We don't want to lose out on those. And I don't want, I want to impress Em and Eva with the, with my Ohio roots. So I want to be impressed. Yeah. So. <laughs> em always wants to be impressed. No pressure, Christine, but I'd better be impressed. Em's like stat, Em's uh, shit, what's the word? Oh, I don't know. 
M's bar is just set very high, and oh, so it's hard, always, to, hard to reach. If you guys don't know how extra I am by now, shame <laughs> on you. Also, I mean, the, let's just remind you guys as well that um, the situation has not changed yet since this is our, still our, our first year of touring, where based on where we are able to sell out tickets means that we will be able to come back. Right, so right, right. if we... If our tickets don't do too well in a certain area, chances are that means we're not going to be doing a venue there again. Yeah, so, so don't, don't leave me, Ohio. I want to come back. So everyone, if you uh, hope to see us again in the future, you got you got to commit today, man. Come on. We really want to see you guys. Um, I also wanted to say one thing before I forget is that in the listener episode, a lot of people, and this is like a total 180, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck was that? That was me recombobulating. I didn't like that. Was did you have to recombobulate from that sound? No, I'm. You've sent me into a spiral, and I Neat. don't think there's any way to return. Awesome. Um, we. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, some people heard <laughs> it worked. You really fucked me up with that. <laughs> uh, I, some people were hearing like a growling noise. Did you hear this? People, kept, I heard. Yes, I was aware of it. Guys, it was me sliding my kombucha on the table. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was like geo or my stomach. No, it was me and my kombucha. Oh, all right. Because it's like right as I start saying a sentence and I'm like, it's this table and I like right. lean over to drag it toward me. And I see. I'm like, I hear that, but I know that from an outside perspective, it sounds like a growl. So I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are messaging us about it being like, there's a demon. There probably is, but that's not it. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Also, a lot of people have been letting me know I've been saying Pascagoula wrong or Pascagoula. Yeah, Pascagoula. Because or... it says they said like ghoul. Oh, Pascagoula. Like uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, we've done a lot of things wrong, so I don't know why anyone's surprised. Welcome to episode 115, Welcome. where things have not changed. Where nothing. Listen, we gave you a... I'm losing all my words today. We gave you a certain <laughs> level of quality, and we never promised we'd go above it. Oh, right, right, right. And we you've pr- accepted We it. promised you <laughs> one out of a hundred. And, <laughs> and from until now, you've... To be fair, we've matched our promise. Thank you, yes. <laughs> we've... we've and we've come we've we've been keeping up our end of the bargain and for some reason y'all are still here so i don't know what to tell you <laughs> what the hell does your shirt say by the way is it say dummy physical education oh summit it should oh, say your dummy. high school yeah the way it's that it literally was my gym shirt the the s was hidden and part of the i was hidden i thought in the t you i just saw my said, face and then you saw words underneath that's exactly what happened dummy. i thought it said dummy phys- this literally this is from eighth grade it still says Christine oh i know Chris. i know you went to summit have, well yeah but it's not from high school it's from eighth grade like as in i still own clothes from when i was 13 it's fine wow but <laughs> also bravo on fitting into it and like gym clothes like it's not like i have like a cute shirt that i still have it's like a gross i don't know what a cute shirt at 13 would look like on a 27 year old woman though you're right like one fair. of those floral peasant tops from forever 21 then again who am i, I mean, to judge because I mean, every I mean, what claire no what's that place called delia's limited two limited <laughs> two wow sorry okay uh i mean i actually i said that out loud and i was like i don't know if that'd even look good but now i stand corrected because like everyone's rebuying lisa frank stuff that's true so never mind i'm ashamed of my own lack of fashion yeah, sense Yeah, you need to get it together speaking of fashion sense i really like your pants oh thank you my- love a good blue red combo some old navy uh pajama pants so i'm really living up to my one out of a hundred promise that i gave all of i'm you. wearing these joggers that i recently got at the outlet store that i'm in love with i do like them they're, they're the, the comfy they're comfy but they look like trendy like jogger style yeah i feel like you're just hyping me up because these are definitely a size too big so they look more baggy than like joggers mm-hmm. are supposed to and so i feel like they look like i'm wearing pajama pants even though my goal no, was to look trendy tapered like 
thing mm. at the bottom. I see. It's in now. I'm I feel like you. I was trying to be comfortable without looking sleepy, and because I got a size up, I still look sleepy. Well, I mean, you always look sleepy and hungry. That's kind I, of the point. That's pretty... I'm just always, like, if I were two, like, Snow White dwarves, I would <laughs> for sure be sleepy and hungry. And I'd be dummy. Yeah. <laughs> dummy I'd, physical education. I don't even think hungry existed. I would just be that. I would just be the eighth. Yeah, I guess the hungry didn't. It should have. I don't know how it didn't. I don't either. Anyway. Anyway. Um... I think that's all. Oh, duh. The most important thing of all, there's still time to vote on the Webbies uh, for us. Please, please, please vote. We it's... have a few days left to vote. <clears throat> if you have it, that would be amazing if you could. It's, it's I don't I don't know who is aware of what a Webby is and who isn't, but it's a pretty much like the highest award you can get on the Internet. It's it's like a really, really big deal. Yeah, and it's like the it's they call it the best of the Internet. So it would be a huge honor. It um, would be super cool to be able to say that we're a that we have a yeah, webby and put it in the studio with the demons plus have you seen what the webby looks like yeah it's really cool it's a, such a cool looking award you would get a statuette if you <clears throat> win so oh my goodness um and also we get to go to new york for the show so that would be awesome or, i mean the uh, ceremony and it's hosted by jenny slate that's pretty baller who uh by the way uh, is a one of the characters on big mouth right mm-hmm. and then was she marcel the shell yes yep so yes. if you remember marcel the shell marcel the shell is hosting I mean, that's ultimately the, the best of the internet. Which, by the way, should have also won its own Webby. Did it not? It should have. Um, is it too late to nominate them? <laughs> Marcel the Shell <laughs> for 2019. <laughs> um, yeah, so that would be really cool. If you guys want to vote, it's bit.ly slash vote <clears throat> All one word. All lowercase. Yes. Bit.ly slash vote. So that would be super helpful. Um, you got to verify your email too once they. Oh yeah, that's very go. important. Please go check your email. It might be in your spam folder. It might be for me. It was in my just uh, like main inbox. Main inbox. Too, yeah. But please go verify. Otherwise, the vote does not actually process. Yes. So thank you guys. I know a lot of you have been voting because we are I currently know. knock on wood in the lead. So we're super proud of that. So. A- anyone who has voted, you've taken our breath away you and you've made our moms very, very proud. Yes. You ha- especially that. Most importantly. At that. the very least, our, our moms are very <laughs> proud of us. Renata and Linda are very pleased. Right, so. right, right. Anyway, thanks, guys. Oh, I wanted to say one more thing about the Webbies. Oh, what? what, what? Uh, so we're up against Rhett and Link, uh, Ear oh, Biscuits. I've told everyone I know about this. Please share your story. Wait, you told you know about my story? I know about your oh, story. Oh, oh, well, okay. Here's the thing. Before we started a podcast, I was applying to jobs here in LA, and I applied to a job with Rhett and Link, and <laughs> I went through like four rounds of the interview, went like met them, and like went to their offices a few times, and like spent a day there, and I really thought I was going to get this job, right? And they were wonderful, and, like, the office was super cool, and it was, To be their assistant, right? Yeah, to be an assistant. And it was... They were revamping their new podcast, or their old (sighs) podcast that they hadn't released in, like, years. So they were like, oh, we're revamping Ear Biscuits, and, like, we need someone. And I was like, oh, that sounds super interesting. Yeah. I got really far, and then I just stopped hearing from them at all, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So I called... And they were like, well, we've decided to put that position on hold and we'll let you know soon. Like, don't worry. We're still considering whatever. And then I just never fucking heard. And I was like so devastated. Honestly, so (laughs) fucking devastated. I remember you really, really wanted that job. I was so, I was so (laughs) close to, I was like, this is going to be my new career. Like, it's so awesome. Anyway, it didn't happen. And I don't have any 
like bad blood with them or anything i just think it's really wild that like yeah, yeah, yeah i was in that position of helping them with their podcast didn't work out but now like our podcast is up with them on the same yeah website. it's really cool anyway but oh, I, lo- well, I love them they're great guys so i don't mean anything yeah we're not trash talking no 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 no. but i just thought that was like such a weird like vision boardy lucid dreaming coincidence well, i think because i think more in like an alternate world of like no matter what like podcasting was going to happen for you right well because yeah, either right, you would have right. worked with them and you would have been there eva yes exactly or exactly we got our own eva and have a podcast that is like equally acclaimed That's so wild anyway yeah so i also thanks kudos to them because if i'd gotten that job i don't know if i would have been able to start this show so. right yep anyway thanks for uh ghosting christine thanks for literally ghosting for me so having her own ghosting ghost. podcast <laughs> yeah we'll smooth that out and yeah. uh, come up with a better <laughs> but i like it <laughs> we'll we'll edit that in post we'll edit yeah we'll edit, post. Eva, edit that in post thank you <laughs> anyway so i just thought that was kind of a fun little coincidence anyway do you think they remember you i don't know we emailed a lot like about the job afterward and i met them several times but i don't know if they would like i mean i don't think offhand they know got it that i'm the co-host of the podcast or anything i see i think maybe if we met in person but i see who knows maybe jenny slate will uh reunite us mm. i mean marcel i mean marcel mm-hmm. uh jenny slate she plays um do you follow big mouth the show do you watch that show? I do watch it. I haven't finished the second season. She plays the little nerdy girl, right? I believe so. I'm looking it up now I because I want to make sure. Because that, that girl reminds me so much of what I imagine Allison was like in high school. Oh, God! Where she, like, <laughs> she says it. uh, there's, like, in the first multiple episodes, she's talking about, like, Mesopotamia and stuff. And I'm like, that's the most Allison thing. Oh, God. She's like, no, I don't want to go to a party. I want to learn all about Mesopotamia. Wait, which... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Missy. Yeah. Missy. Missy does run. And she always goes, Mesopotamia. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Allison. Oh, I think about little sweet Allison all the time when I watch Big Mouth. Oh, Jenny Slate is the best. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite characters, too. Yeah. Anyway. It's a good one. It's anyway. a great show if you guys haven't seen it. So is Marcel the show. So. It is. If you have some uh, boundaries and like what you want to say to your kids about puberty and sex, just make them watch Big Mouth. Cause, uh, and then get ready to and have get, a lot more talks about it. Cause and then get ready be... for them to have even weirder questions. Yeah. And then you'll just so, wish that you could have talked to them from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So that's our uh, campaign speech. Please vote for us. Thank you. <laughs> right. Our, our own smear campaign on ourselves, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, okay. Cool. Well, that's that's where we are now huh that was a fun little rant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was just listening to our previous episode on the way here yeah and um it was funny when we were like oh well i guess this is the first time we're never gonna banter and then true to form i was like never mind i have something to say <laughs> immediately which by the way um let's let's do an update on who wants to be a superhero right um cell phone girl is no moss no she did not make not the cut cell phone girl no can you believe it i like snake i like solitaire <laughs> and using a stylus and i play big brick breaker i like pressing a button three times to get the letter c i um, tried to explain that to my sister and she's like i don't know what you mean do you remember t9 texting yes that shit was useful that was crazy i mm. anyway moving on uh we are down to i think five people left mm. one of them has become a double agent and is now the super villain of the show oh very interesting really which he was destined for he was a grade a dick Okay, so, well, there you go. He's living up to his true potential. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're down. Our favorite is still in the in the running. Who is it? Major Victory. We love Major Victory. Okay. Um, Major Victory is playing the game. Like, he is doing all, like, the cheesy shit. And you can tell he's doing it on purpose. He's also playing the superhero role when, they, when he thinks the cameras aren't running, which is very <laughs> nice. Because someone was having, like, 
a breakdown and he immediately was just like so warm and kind to them and we were like even if he doesn't mean it he knows he's he's, playing it right he's playing the game right interesting so we like major victory you guys love when we give updates on shows that are 10 years old that are that you also don't know anything about care about i love it yeah it's super fun well that's why we have a podcast (laughs) listen you guys are fucking you i told you one out of 100 you can press next don't please don't god don't don't we love you we'll know okay moving on Mm -hmm. that anyway we're all hoping for major victory currently Mm um should i tell a ghost story what you expect me to go woo like at a live show right i've just been i've just been like fed an ego at this point and now i'm like presenting it to me as if i'm supposed to like i'm like the fact that you're not like hooting and hollering for me is kind of offensive all right we'll see how you react when i tell my story then i'm gonna go By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the u.s with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the u.s you can grow lemon avocado olive or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of house plants available fast growing trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days and along with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee they offer free plant consultation forever i am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay. So... You're going to like this story. One, you've heard it before. Um, but you're also going to like it because we will have a um, a pregame story, I'm sure. It's okay. A- I don't even remember. I know you said you were going to do the Milwaukee story, but... Yes, yeah. I am doing the story from the Milwaukee I don't live show. remember what it is. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even remember what mine was. You will because it was uh, the one where I... 
surprised you oh, on stage. Oh my god, you guys. And it so here's the thing. I just we so I really talked about this. So I don't keep people uh questioning. It is the story of the Fister Hotel. Mm-hmm. So what happened is I had already done my notes. I was like feeling like really good that I like already like did my notes in advance, which like by the way never happens. And <laughs> yeah, then, we know. And uh I and then all of a sudden I get an email from like a hotel confirmation email <laughs> from Christine saying, Oh, by the way, I guess it's time I let you and Eva know that like we're staying in a really, really haunted hotel. And it said welcome to the fister and uh-huh. i was like oh my goodness she picked uh-huh. she picked a hotel that i'm literally covering on stage and then i texted eva and i was like oh well or eva we we're both texting you at the same time by the way <laughs> i texted eva and i was like hmm we should figure out what the most haunted room is and then we should call the hotel back and say hi i'm christine Schiefer. shut up i uh, <laughs> i just bully. i just made reservations but i wanted to change my room to the most haunted room available and the two other people that i'm that I'm staying with, they can be in normal rooms, but I personally, Christine Shut Maria Schieffer, want to be in the most haunted She's room. Such a butthead. And then Eva nervously laughed, and I was like, "Okay, she's not on board." And so <laughs> you're like, "I have to do this all by myself." And so I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to do it if I'm the only one." Like, I needed Eva to make like to Eva take the brunt. <laughs> I needed not someone to throw me under the bus. I need someone to to help me in my mischief, but I felt alone. Well, the thing was, I hadn't booked a hotel, and I was like, "Well, I know I'm going to fucking cover this hotel because everyone's emailing us about it, and it's like one of the most haunted places." is in in milwaukee and i was like but it's also like in our budget it's the nicest spot i can find and it's haunted and i was like it'd be fun to stay but i was like okay i have to text eva and be like can you please let me know if i'm doing this story because yeah i don't want to like you know ruin the whatever or like right. make it awkward that like oh we're staying there tonight in front of a whole right i don't know so i was like should i do it i don't know and he was like oh i'll find out and then I never heard back, and I was like, I just have to fucking book it. So I was like, okay, I know what I'll do. I'll aggressively tell M, hey, we're staying at this hotel. That's why I sent you that email with ghosts and emojis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I don't know what else to do. I fucking knew it. But then when we were there, you like were so you played it off so like nonchalant that I was like, maybe it's not. I was trying to play nonchalant because I was like, at the very least, I you don't have to know until we go on stage, and you I can be surprised yeah. like everyone no, else. No, I really was surprised. And then... We were saying, like, and then I was talking to Eva, and I was like, I really want to, like, say on stage that we're staying there, but I don't want anyone after the show to, to like, like sh- meet up to there. show up at the yeah. hotel. So I was like, what do we do? And so I had Eva change, because we do have, we have code names also that we're not going to say, but we do have names. Mine in- is Major Victory. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cell My phone cell phone girl. girl. <laughs> um, no, we do have uh, names that we use when we check in, so that just for security, if mm-hmm. anyone were to try to call and say, "Hi, I'm M. Schultz," or "I'm Christine," we know ninety nine point nine nine percent of people would not be weirdos about it. But but we know that there's one percent who just might point oh oh one percent. And so uh, we in our in our contracts when we're checking into hotels, we don't use our current names, mm-hmm. our actual names, and uh, but in this case, we hadn't done that. And so I told Eva, I, I was like, "Okay, maybe it was her idea of like maybe I can change the names." um back right. to your code names and then that way like if someone looks for you later like we were we were dancing around how i could like actually tell you on stage yeah yeah um so then we ended up getting on stage and i told you in front of everyone but what was funny about it is the night before when we were all staying at this hotel yeah it also is known to like it's really beautiful and yeah. it has this like massive steakhouse in it and i the oh, second we went bonkers the second we heard steakhouse everyone 
Eva and Christine. Basically everyone just stared into my eyes and knew that that was where we were going to eat. They were like, they have great seafood and it's an awesome steakhouse. And we were like, well, I was like, well, I and martinis. I was like, well, we're good. <laughs> so we went there and the whole time Christine was like, yeah, this place is like really haunted. Like, here are some of the stories. Like, Truly, by this point, I just assumed that like Eva forgot to text me and like right, forgot right, right. to ask. And, and well, so then apparently this whole hotel has a history of the baseball players that stay there yeah. being haunted before anyone else. And so I had this whole article that I used in my notes of like the 12 best stories <laughs> from baseball players. And then Christine at dinner, not knowing that I had these notes, not knowing that I'm covering this hotel uh, is like, yeah, this place, apparently like a lot of baseball players get haunted here. Like here, let me just pull up something real fast. And then she was like, Oh, look at this website, like top 12 best stories. And I was like, fuck, she's telling me my and notes. And was just like ignoring me. And I was like, fine. What an asshole. I was trying so hard to not have a reaction. And he was like, interesting. And I was like, am I just boring the shit out of you guys? God damn. <laughs> the whole time I was like kicking Eva under the table. I know. But uh, I was the only reason I didn't want you to read those notes is because then like you were already aware of information and like I wasn't going to get to surprise you on well, stage with it. I tried to it. read them and then no one seemed interested. So I just closed it. So <laughs> I didn't actually read it. It actually ended up being fine on stage because then I was like, oh, you know, this one, this is the one that you liked a lot. And then it, it worked out. I do. Yeah. Anyway, that all being said, this is the story of the Fister Hotel that uh, Christine Cell phone girl, thank you. Is mildly aware of. Oh, right. right. Yeah, that's CPG is very... <laughs> solitaire lover is aware of. Okay. I'm a brick breaker gal, but it's okay. <laughs> brick breaker! Yeah, I had a problem. Ooh. I got on the national... Well, how could... There was, like, three games you had a choice I of. Know. I got on the national leaderboard in high school. To the children listening... You're not uh, impressed by my national leaderboard. No. Wait, what? I got on the national brick breaker leaderboard. Wait, that is way impressive. Like, legitimately... I think I heard you say it, and then in my head I was like, "She I couldn't have possibly said that." I had to put that I was eighteen, that. like to like, put myself on the. I'm not even kidding. I was Get like, out. "Anyway, that's way it's impressive." The only thing that I ever did that I'm proud of. Just kidding. That should that's be on really your extreme. resume. It is. Well, it's on my ZipRecruiter profile. Oh my! That's why Rhett and Link hi uh, almost hired me. <laughs> wow, what a brick breaker! Like genie, this one is. Um. So, uh. Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. Blown away now. Uh, for the children that are listening and don't even know what we're talking oh, about, yeah. <laughs> at one point, phones, first of all, they were flip phones. First of all, they had cords attached to them. Uh, yeah. For, <laughs> oh, yeah. Way back when. Also, you had to spin a, a big wheel to get to whatever number you wanted. you the videos where they try to make kids dial and they're like, I don't. And they're just like poking it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, uh, the first smart, we didn't have, I guess they weren't. Cell phone, yeah. The first cell phones Mobile that we phone. had, <laughs> the screen was black and white and you had three games to pick from. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't think that was mine it. Had any games? That was all the entertainment you had. I had Snake. I, I had Snake actually. I think that's all I had. Maybe that is all I had. I remember there being another one that I just never touched. Yeah. Anyway, and then if you if I hit like the internet button by accident and the like globe would come oh, up, oh everyone remembered out. That was the fear we all experienced. Because it was like my bill, my mom would be charged like forty dollars for opening the internet on your phone. And Truly, it, like, didn't even work. But if for you... opening the internet for sixty seconds, it cost like oh, fifty the bucks. Panic was so real. Or minutes. Oh, yeah. Kids these days don't even realize. Oh, kids these days. <laughs> kids these days. I can't. I can't text anymore. I can't call anymore. I don't have any Somebody... more minutes. Oh God! Can I borrow some minutes? Somebody <laughs> in the last episode was like, "Wow, Christine really has baby fever." Oh, I heard about what that. What the fuck? Allison and I had this whole conversation when we were at Bed Bath & Beyond yesterday. I don't get it. I don't know what you said. And I said, I'm taking my birth control. 
Right. <laughs> like, that's the opposite. Exactly. I went back and listened. I was like, what did I say? And then I listened and it was like, hold on, I have to go take my birth control like immediately. I yeah. can't wait. And then I was like, speaking of children and geo trotted it. Yeah. I was like, maybe they misunderstood. But then she responded and said, oh, it's because you called kids cute. And I was like, what kids? And she's like, the kids on that show, MasterChef Junior. So because children are cute, <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden we have baby children. Children far, far away who are very talented chefs, maybe, are cute. <laughs> <laughs> and geo. Let me, let me like be a uh, a firsthand uh witness to this neither of us are trying to at all have babies anywhere in the yeah. near future i have enough responsibility unfortunately with let's Gio. let's put a stop to that right now yeah i just was worried because i was like my family listen that did i say something like by accident that sound you know i got paranoid <laughs> anyway so also, i'm sorry while we're at it i'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and uh before more people keep tweeting oh. at me i am not at all planning on proposing yeah, to allison anytime that. soon really weird awkward pressure on us i think it I personally think it's a weird thing that people get married so fast and yeah. the fact that you're going to commit your entire life after knowing them for 20 months. Yeah. I'm, uh, we are very aware. And of... trust me, like if it happens, you'll know. So don't worry. Oh yeah. There's no secret. Like we're very much in the agreement that if we plan on spending forever together, why not wait a couple more years until the wedding happens? Yeah. So, cause we're, if we're waiting forever anyway, if we're going to be together forever anyway, <laughs> we're going to be here. Like it doesn't matter when the wedding happens. <laughs> we're we've stuck ar- here in Burbank anyway. Well, currently things are on the, up and up that her and i are we're not breaking up but there's no wedding happening so please stop tweeting me and about i'm that. not having any i'm not pregnant don't worry we'll make sure you know because we can't not tell <laughs> we can't you. keep our stupid we mouths shut our mouths why are shut. why are people guessing anything about our lives we tell you so directly every time someone guesses something i'm like oh my god is that true and then i'm like wait <laughs> it's about me oh my sorry i didn't mean to yell at everybody <laughs> no you're fine i just haven't even gone to the I think we first have just bullet. Like major life anxieties that sometimes we see on twitter and we're like hold on yeah all of a sudden we see tweets now about us that we haven't even (laughs) said and we're like like, don't tell my mom that i'm like wait what anyway okay hi sorry oh my goodness everyone fucking hates us oh um, for the record it's they them oh my god let's just (gasps) let's go let's fucking go it's they them i'm so fucking sick no more ladies no more women oh my god people just make me want to that those are throw my phone M is they them. I'm so glad we can finally say that. Oh gosh! In case people like couldn't hear it in the last hundred episodes, I don't know how people are like, "Hey, ladies, love your show." I'm like, "Oh well, yes." You clearly don't love it enough. I'm not pregnant. M's not getting married, and M goes by. I'm also they, not them. a fucking girl. A so girl. let's just put that out there. Okay. okay. Are you guys still? Are you mad at us now? I don't know. I I don't. <laughs> are you mad at the ladies who uh, are pregnant and married? So I'm gonna go cook a casserole. Hold on. Uh. Okay. So. Fister Hotel. Okay. Uh, it opened in 1893. It is very, very ritzy. It has been called the Grand Hotel of the West. Which that makes it, me feel douchey for booking it for us, but... See, I thought of, like, Five Goes West, like oh, the movie. Oh, that's a great movie. And we can attest to how ritzy it is, because it is. when we first got there, mm-hmm. an hour into checking in, all three of us got a group text from... <laughs> Yeah. The hotel's digital butler. <laughs> digital butler. Uh, Let me tell you, cell phone girl was very happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this and, is my shit. And that is the joke that you should just, that is the highest, that is the coolest joke you've ever, that was that, good. That's it. That was good. <laughs> shit. That was so witty. I peaked. That would, Goodbye. you peaked. <laughs> I quit. For sure. Cell phone girl, if she ever got a text from a butler, she'd be like, game over. Game over, I win. Uh... But yeah, so we got a text from a digital butler, yeah. and at one point, I can let you guys know with certainty that the digital butler works, because at one point, I texted him, and I said, hi, butler, I'm hungry. <laughs> and then, 
the butler replied, would you like some chocolate cake or ice cream? And <laughs> I'm pretty sure part of my soul is still inside of the Fizzer oh Hotel. I just yeah, you're going to haunt it forever. I now. couldn't spiritually leave after someone so L-O-L. perfect is there for me. I want one of those. <clears throat> so it was founded by a father and son team named Guido and Charles Finster. Guido. Which, while on stage, I did realize that Charles Finster... Chucky is literally Chucky Fenster. Yeah, you said that, and it didn't occur to me. Like, I wonder if one of the creators of Rugrats is from Milwaukee. Maybe this is like Perhaps. a maybe it's a little Easter egg. I did not meet the creators of Rugrats in no? my in my interview rounds because That's a shame. it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, Guido is a German immigrant who is also also a wealthy tanner and planned to create the quote People's Palace. Okay, and so he and Chucky Fenster. <laughs> um, wanted an elegant hotel, quote, where the lobby could be the grand living room. Oh. And indeed it is. It is grand. There's, like, cherubs all over the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And we kept pointing at all the cherubs, being like, oh, that, that one's, one's you, Christine. You. <laughs> that one's you, Christine. Well, you're that one. The ugliest baby's you, you Christine. You're diaper with one eye closed. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Uh, so Guido, the dad, he died before construction even started, oh. but Charles went forward with it and ended up spending $1.5 million to have it built, which in today's world is $26 million. Okay. Oh, small potatoes. Yeah. Shit. It has eight stories, three of which are the lobby, by the way. Whoa. Okay. Uh, lime. It's made of mainly limestone, marble, and granite. It has towering bay windows. Hmm. It has a ceiling fresco with all the little ugly cherubs that are all Christine. Lo- <laughs> um, <laughs> and then a, an additional 23-story tower. It also offers restaurants, a hair salon, a drugstore with soda fountains. Oh. Uh, a men's and ladies, but no non-binaries lounge. Sorry, Em. And a clothing store as well. It also has a grand ballroom that was, uh, it hosted President McKinley's first dinner with his cabinet. And a lot of really important people have stayed here, including presidents, prime ministers, princes, actors, and athletes. And us. And us. Well. Most importantly. I was trying to figure out which one we are. We're not prime ministers. We're definitely not athletes. We're not princes shit whatever we're a, and guest is what we are <laughs> plus one we're etc <laughs> it is the hotel is also the winner of the triple a four diamond award it's mm. a historical landmark and it is the home to many visiting sports teams mainly the mlb the, the baseball teams yes it is also ranked 10th on travelocity's country's most haunted hotels oh see i didn't even know that learning things every day from me whoops uh where are we oh so there are apparently many deaths, I would assume at least, that have happened in this hotel because it's a, over 125 years old. So right. I'm imagining someone has I mean, died right, there. People are like living their day in day out, basically. Right. Someone's someone's going to die. Um, it's just the law of nature. Just how things work. But the hotel has been very good about being hush hush about it. So it was really hard to find any death records. Yeah. I watched you ask the lady, Miss Stephanie, at the front desk. Oh, Miss Stephanie, she has an iron trap she for was a mouth. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, Miss Stephanie, how haunted is this place? And she was like, Oh, I don't know. And I was like, Miss Stephanie, don't play She's with like, me. I really have no idea. And you were like, like wink, wink, have no idea. And she was like, She was like, know. No comment, no comment. By the way, then Eva and I were checking out, and then I saw Miss Stephanie, and I was like, mm, I think this place is haunted. And as we were leaving, she was like, People have seen things. And I went, Miss Stephanie! And then she disappeared. And then she just <laughs> faded away. <laughs> No, she was she was absolutely not giving away wow. any information. I mean, in front of yeah. you when we were checking you could in, tell she was just like, "I'm not gonna say a goddamn word." Exactly. And then as we as Eva and I checked out, she said, 
people have seen things. Oh, man. And I was like, ooh, you sneaky woman. Yes, yes, yes. You waited until we were leaving. Uh-huh. Anyway, shout out to Miss Stephanie. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> Me too. Uh, She'd so... be very confused by now, so don't worry. <laughs> She's gone. So uh, if you ask the hotel, like we just said, they are quick to deny any activity and have said no comment and have also been asked not to be quoted. Okay. Mm. Oh, too late. Sorry, Miss Stephanie. Sorry. Uh, that being said, <laughs> that being said, like, oh, there's no ghost, there's no ghost. That being said, the main ghost reported by guests <laughs> is of Charles, a.k.a. Chucky Finster. Chucky! Seen on the Rugrats. No. Uh-huh. Yep, <laughs> he's, 1995. He's uh, seen on the staircase, um, looking out to the lobby, pacing above the ballroom, roaming the ninth floor storage area, and just in general around the halls. Okay. So we've seen in all those places. He's described as older, portly, smiling, and well-dressed. Aww. And this is where we created that joke where he probably looks like the Pringles guy. Oh, wait, yeah. I don't remember. I'm trying. It's Something all like, about a monocle. It's all flashing back to me. Oh, because because one of the words often described for him is portly. Oh, portly. And so I think at some point I said he looks like the Monopoly guy in my mind or like maybe the guy on the Pringles can. Right, but the, older. The monocle, but like kind of round. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember at some point during the live show, we made a sex joke about the Pringles guy. That was probably you. That sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds like you. I don't know what happened. I, do... I remember having a blast saying it, though. Or hearing oh, wait, it no, or... wait. You're right. I said it because I was so mortified. That's right. I, it's, <laughs> I'm literally just sweating thinking about it. I said something like... Once you pop, the fun don't stop or something. You said that. Oh, I don't know. We'll go back and listen. I don't know. Don't you guys I... love when we try to remember jokes that you weren't there for? I just remember hearing you say it and then losing my goddamn mind because yeah. it was so funny. And then I remember going so red that like my face felt like it was on fire. So yeah. It was... It was... One for the books. Guys, I'll tell you that. Live shows are rough because we cannot rewind. <laughs> this is you can. Th- by the way, in case you haven't figured it out, this is us like our wheels turning. Where we're yeah. like, didn't that happen? We don't know. We're not kidding when we tell you we don't really remember the stories. <laughs> we don't have any idea? Um. So many people say that they have seen his spirit. Um. And then, like, many will see his spirit, and then they will look at the paintings downstairs in the lobby and see a portrait of him, and then be oh, like, okay they'll be like oh who's this guy i just saw him upstairs and, and then they'll like, be like mm. that's the pringles can you can't walk out of the it's like store. why why is there a portrait of a pringles can down here <laughs> uh many people in their personal rooms will see shadow figures and strange lights and also their electronics will malfunction they have heard chains dragging no uh, no which i don't know what that's about nah i certainly don't like it uh-uh they also hear hearty laughter. Oh, that hearty laughter. That was part of the Pringles joke, wasn't it? Yes, but I don't recall. I that. don't either. Shit. It's like a bad, bad case of like blacking out. Oh, God. Something about the Pringles can laughing at you. And um, something about sexual activity involved as well. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, so you hear hearty laughter, knocking, banging, boots stomping, and you can also hear animals like dogs and cats running and scratching in your room. Ew. So, okay. like, when you're sleeping, you can hear it like pacing steps? and scratching against your bed. Gross. Yikes. Yikes. People have also seen a man standing slash cowering slash sitting slash staring mm. at the end of your bed in the middle of the night. And if you're lucky, he'll also push or grab you. Ah! I, uh, the cowering thing is very terrifying. Like, staring at you and, like, hunkering down. Yeah. <sighs> and then grabbing you. Nope. <laughs> Firm pass. Nope. Um, so most of the experiences here happen to professional baseball players, as you told me, over a fine piece of steak. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and the spirits seem to have it out for baseball players specifically, and the theory is because Charles Finster was a big fan of the Milwaukee Brewers, 
and it's said that his spirit tries to intentionally disrupt the sleep of players on visiting teams to help the Brewers <laughs> win. So that they'll have like a shit game later. Yeah. Oh my god, that's kind of hilarious. It's like a curse. It's a good curse. Yeah. It's a cool curse. It's a fun curse. So uh, many players visiting Milwaukee um, have voluntarily stayed in a different hotel than their teammates when they oh, find out that holy shit. they're assigned to stay at the right. Finster. Um, Fister. Fi- Fister, yeah. Sorry. No, it I, I just get paranoid about Twitter. I just always hear Chucky. <laughs> in my head now, it's Chucky Finster. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so some, that, some of them have decided not just to stay... Uh, those who decide that they're not going to right. move to a different hotel, a lot of them say, okay, I'll stay at the Fester, but I absolutely do not want to stay alone. And so they like buddy up oh. and stay in similar rooms <laughs> Precious. together. Precious. And so there's a, on the show, Celebrity Ghost Stories, um, Joey Lawrence, wasn't he one of the Lawrence brothers? Like Andy Lawrence, Matthew Lawrence? I don't know. I don't that know. was like a Disney thing. I have no idea. I wasn't, like, cool into Disney. I was mm. in a Nickelodeon child. I hear you. I hear you. You're just saying that in case you're, like, old boss yeah. at Nickelodeon. I hear I say everything. The paranoia is still case, around. In case my old boss is listening. <laughs> so, uh, Joey Lawrence uh, is a celebrity okay. who was on Celebrity Ghost Stories, and he talked about uh, his time at a hotel mm, that may or may not have been the Fister. However, visual cues on the show very much imply that it is the fester right. okay plus apparently if you go and look at the actual description of the that episode it will say in the description the fister hotel <laughs> who so the like the the pa the post-production <laughs> editing pa was not on top of it was really under caffeinated that morning probably got fired hooked up a little bit uh apparently this story happened while he was touring with dancing with the stars okay and athletes uh, yeah oh that'll do it a lot of athletes uh, and so Joey says that he and his wife kept being woken up to lights turning on and off. Mm-mm. He also kept being woken up to their baby's, uh, baby's toys going on and off, and they were not motion censored. They had to have been pressed Creepy. by something. Uh, and then when he finally thought that all of that was like kind of dying down for the night, dying uh-huh. wink, down, wink. Uh, the bathroom lights turned on by themselves, forcing him to get up to go turn them off. And when he went to go turn them off, uh, apparently some of the baby's toys not only turned on again, but then fell on his foot in a way oh. that like, suggests that something pushed them onto his feet. That's rude. I think I was just thinking about like, it sounds so inane, like, oh, the lights turn on and off. But like, if I were asleep and the bathroom lights turn on, my first thought would be like, someone's in the room. And oh, yeah. then if there isn't, it's like, well, then it's a fucking ghost. Like, yeah. I, it would scare the I mean, absolute shit out of me. Lights don't turn on by themselves. Yeah. Unless there's, like, some weird wiring. Unless there's, like, an electrical issue, which, sure, it's possible, but if you're already... It's in... still jarring. It's very still scary. Very scary. Because, like, th- basically the the first thought is something or someone is in my room. Right. Like terrifying. It's like, it's either a murderer or it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, so, apparently when leaving, Joey said something passive-aggressive, like when they were checking out the next day. <gasps> oh. Said something passive-aggressive to the ghost. And uh, at that same time, when he was insulting the room, the cover on the metal air conditioner flew up and off and at them. Oh, shit. It's like the, the, like the big air conditioner right. wall unit. The metal cover oh, flew off. Oh, shit. Okay. Joey then told the staff, and they basically said, oh, yeah, that's the ghost of a pregnant bride that haunts families what? with children. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. So apparently there's a story that there was a pregnant bride... Oh, that's me. Sorry. Oh, right. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, Who was thrown down an elevator shaft by her husband. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. And that being said, 
like I said, there are probably many deaths that occurred at the Fister Hotel, but there is no murdered bride on record. Okay. So whatever story he heard may or may not be true. It's a legend. Sure. But there is a really good article that I found. This is one of my favorite stories that came, like one of my favorite testimonies of ghosts that came out of this research is that there is a blog called Ghostly Activities. I highly recommend it. Apparently it is a husband and wife duo and their whole relationship is just <gasps> touring different haunted That's places and blogging about the it. The dream. That's exactly what I'm trying to get Allison to do. That's what, I remember we said this on Didn't stage Didn't we too. hold hands at some point? We were like, oh wait, we can do this together. We said this is this is basically our job already. Right. Or, Goodbye, oh, we Allison no, we said Blaze. when Allison and Blaze realized that they should leave us. Right. Then we can you and I that. will just get married and be the next blog Easy. bloggers. Ghostly adventures too, or what's it called? Ghostly activities. <laughs> Close enough. So, the husband's name is Tom, and usually I'm pretty sure it's the wife that's always doing the blogging, and she just talks about Tom's experiences. Okay. Tom sounds like the Aaron in that Zach and Aaron relationship. Oh, poor guy. Because all of a sudden she's always like. Tom was in a closet by himself. <laughs> I don't know how he got there. I may have locked him in. I don't know how he heard footsteps and chains dragging. I just know that <laughs> I wouldn't let him leave the room until he heard that. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> so Tom apparently Tom. checked in and he unpacked. He put his toiletry kit in the bathroom and he ordered room service. But the first call had <laughs> lots of static and the disconnected. The second time the call kept cutting out and 10 minutes later, after both of those phone calls where like they were being really faulty and the phone yeah. didn't look like it was that weird. That text the butler, man. What are you doing? Homie, I, maybe that's why they created the butler. Oh, oh, maybe because, shit. Maybe because the phones don't work anymore. Maybe <laughs> there was no butler. Oh, okay. <laughs> whoa. So uh, our blog is going to be so good. <laughs> This is going to be like filled with potential lies at every turn. Nightmare. It's like, is it real? Is it not? Like, we'll be our own no sleep Reddit. We'll just be eating the whole time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So he calls room service and both times doesn't really work. Then 10 minutes later, there's a knocking on his door. And so he's thinking like, maybe that's room service, but like, that's way too fast. Yeah. So apparently the knocks on the door were three very light taps, which is extra creepy. Creepy. Which, by the way, um, Eva, I know you're listening right now. You also knock that Thank way. Thank you. Very spooky. You uh, just give the tiniest Can little knocks. Can you say knocks. in case she's listening as in oh, like, I know she's editing listening. the episode? <laughs> Eva's little knocks are so like respectful. To but beca- a scary degree. But because they're respectful, they're so quiet. And then like I do that thing where I'm like. We're like, did we really hear that? I'm like, did that fucking happen? Okay. I'm so glad you said that because I am always like. Oh my god. This is these these are like normal knocks, ready? These are normal people knocks. Right. This is how Eva knocks. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it feels like it's coming from the wall. It feels like it's coming from all around you. (laughs) And then I I feel and then all of a sudden I'll look at the people and I'm like, Eva better be fucking standing there. Oh yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Eva. A PSA to Eva. Sorry. We love you. You're not and then all of a sudden she's gonna be like, Well, fuck you guys and then when we're in Endeavor, we're gonna hear slam herself into the door. (laughs) Oh no, what have we done? Uh, I'm sorry. She's gonna be like, Is that less scary? Yeah, how do you feel? She's gonna show up at four AM and just start banging on the door. I'm gonna be eating my words for sure. (laughs) So uh oh yeah, so Tom hears a little tap tap tap. So apparently he is hoping Eva's on the other end of the door. (laughs) It better be either room service or Eva. Uh But then he looks out the people and nobody's there. Uh, and then you hear like Eva's little laughter from the side. Oh, like, God. So he goes to the bed. <laughs> he turns off the, or he goes to the bed. He hears knocking again, goes up. Oh, that's annoying. Nobody's there again. Room service finally shows up and he says, Hey, is there anybody on my floor? 
um, like maybe kids or something that are, like, you know, knocking. Messing with me. Or yeah. Yeah. And the room service guy pretty much said, like, you're one of the only people on this floor and none of them are kids. Um, and everyone else staying on this floor is far away from you. So, like, yeah. So you're, like, on your own. Eva's, um, like, back in L.A. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard anything. <laughs> so after he eats his food, he goes to bed. He turns off all the lights, turns off the TV. And as he turns off the TV, um, he's using a remote and presses it from afar, as you do. Quote, as the screen faded to black, he saw the silhouette of a man reflected in it. <gasps> and it was not his reflection, by the way, to all the dads out there <laughs> listening. That's called a mirror. <laughs> That's called a mirror. So Tom says, quote, the figure wore a hat, one of those German hats with the little feather on the side. <laughs> uh, but that could make sense because that could be either Charles or it could yeah. be the dad, um, Guido, because they were both German immigrants. Guido, it's Guido. So, which is like the most Italian name. I don't understand. Yeah, it's always off when it's always off when the German has a very Italian name. Guido. I mean, like, or like an Italian man named Hans. You right, know? right, right, right. So he went to the bathroom. I don't know why he didn't leave, but he <laughs> sort of went to a cab he and his back pants, to the airport. <laughs> he went to the bathroom, and then when he got to the bathroom, he saw that his toiletry kit had fallen from when he put it on the bathroom sink when he was unpacking no uh the contents were all over the floor and apparently he had it pressed up to like the wall and he said i hadn't left the room and my kit was zipped shut so somehow oh, it had moved itself across the it. counter uh-uh. opened itself up and then fallen did he hear that nope oh it which just is even all... creepier Ew, yeah that is creepier because he hasn't even left the room and somehow he, he heard it he, somehow he didn't Fuck. hear this no which absolutely. means it didn't want him to hear it absolutely not it wanted it's him like to intentional. find it. Yeah. Yep. Ew, ew, ew. It wants him to be cornered in the bathroom. Ugh. So 1130-ish, uh, all of a sudden he's lying in bed. He feels a pressure on his chest and he can't breathe well. Leave. The room wouldn't get warm. And in the middle of the night, he heard a deep laugh. Oh, 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 oh. He checked the clock and it said zero, zero as if like as if the power had shut off sure. and then reset itself. And he sat up from feeling this pressure on his chest and looking at the clock he sat up and saw a shadow figure at the foot of his bed oh god and the clothes that he had unpacked quote flew off the bench and hit him in the face <laughs> way scary yeah awful as if like something's literally throwing your clothes at you being like get dressed get, get out up, of here get up right so something pushed him down on the bed he heard the laughter again he got up and ran to leave but the door wouldn't no, open no this is a nightmare when the door wouldn't open I, apparently he muttered something under his breath, but then he turned around and it was warm again and the lights were on and the clock now read 3.33 a.m. Uh, as if like three hours have passed. And fuck. That's super creepy. Yeah. Or the clock literally just changed itself. Oh, no. Uh, so Tom switched into a different room. I don't know why Tom didn't go to the Motel 8. Because his wife wouldn't let him. Right, right. She's like, you gotta <laughs> She's stay. like, I gotta do it for the blog. The story. <laughs> do it for the blog. Do it for the blog. So, uh... So that's Tom's story. Okay. And that article is Ghostly Activities. That's they always terrifying. have a really cool story. So that's terrifying. I highly recommend them. Yeah. Um, so the next thing, all I'm going to say now are the ghost stories that you were reading to me at the steakhouse. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oops. Most of these stories come from a 2013 article in, an, in the ESPN magazine. They, so they, the ESPN magazine actually wrote an article specifically about the ghost encounters that athletes have had at the Fister Hotel. Okay, right. So apparently that's what this article is. So most of the stories that I'm about to read are from that. Some of them are other ones I found online. Sure. But if you're trying to read some of them yourself, you can find that God, article. you should have heard I'm reading these stories 
to an audience and every baseball team was either boo yeah yeah definitely definitely a a playing ground for pandering (laughs) yeah exactly a trial and error if you will (laughs) so the first one is uh Carlos Gomez from the Minnesota Twins, and he said that he got out of the shower, heard voices in his room, and he saw someone walk by in the corner of his eye as he got out of the shower. Then he saw his iPod turn on by itself and, quote, shimmy across the table, (laughs) vibrating wildly, Uh -uh. falling to the floor. So it was, it was not an iPhone. It was an it iPod. was an iPod, which, by the way, children they don't vibrate. <laughs> Just do you remember iPods? No, well, like they don't have a vibrate. There were no setting. games on that either, by the way. No, there weren't. there weren't. Do you remember the first time an iPod came out and you could put your own pictures on it? Yeah, remember iPod Video, which, by the way, are now called the original iPod. Yeah, I did see that. I that blew my mind because the there iPod. are so many that sh- that were around before the iPod Video, but we're calling that like Generation One. Oh, or something. Wait, so which one's the original now? That like the iPod Video is like the oldest old school oh, throwback one. Really? Because it was the first one with an LED light or LCD lighting, probably. Oh. Because it like it was the first one that wasn't black and white. Oh. Well, the iPod Nano. Yeah. We could talk about this anyway. forever. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What the hell is God that?" Damn it! If you had an iPod Nano, by the way, you were the coolest fucking person on that field trip bus. I'm telling you what. Okay. Thanks. Did you have one? I did, but I'm so I jealous also of you. got, it's a whole thing about an eye river. I'll tell you another day. Anyway. Oh my. So, uh, his iPod. Okay. Which is like archaic at this time. Yes. His iPod, uh, was vibrating and then fell onto the floor. Not cool. He picked it up and put it back on the table and it did the same thing. No. At that point it would have left. And, and uh. played. And then it played. But I'm it played. I'm gonna s- give you up. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It played a static. Oh, okay. Which, That's by the way, way iPods don't do. Way worse. And then it changed to another song without him selecting it. And at that point, he was running out of the room to the lobby in his towel. Oh, no. He was quoted saying, I'm scared to go there. The hotel, in hindsight. I'm scared to go there. The managers should change the hotel. Why do they always put us in this hotel where you can't sleep? <laughs> Everything's scary. Oh, no, but It's such a defeated... Everything. Like, I don't even care if it's about this hotel. Everything Jesus, is that's scary. That's some shit we would say. Listen, everything's scary. We have no other comment. And that's why we drink. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, so the next one is, I'm going to fuck it up. G, G, Jimon, 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 Jimon. Sure. Choi. Okay. He's a Milwaukee brewer. And he said that he felt someone in his room, in his bed, on his chest. Ah! And he woke up to feeling it sit by him on the bed. And then he watched the bed form an indent where someone was sitting. Oh, no. He said, I was scared at first, so I didn't want to open my eyes. But I've dealt with that a lot after that. I've dealt with that a lot more times after that. Which means, like, he's... What do you mean? Apparently, he just experiences ghosts all the time. He's normal. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, that's usual. Not again. (laughs) Aw, rats. Very Chucky Finster (laughs) attitude. So, uh, really, I would think the Chucky Finster would be to, like, flee from anything. He would be. Oh, that's what, yeah. Sorry, I meant more like. Oh no, not again! Right, it's right, happening right. to me. Very defeatist. Very defeatist. He was but like yeah, my right. little uh, self-deprecating guru at <laughs> yes, five years old. Exactly. Uh, so the next is Colby Lewis, who's a ranger. Okay. Uh, he said that he saw a quote skeletal apparition. Oh no! He s- apparently went to go see the team chaplain afterwards, and he even missed a radio appearance the next day because he was so freaked out about what he saw. <gasps> that's the one I read at the at the table. table. I'm, I'm confused about what a skeletal apparition is. Because I'm like, is it a ghost of a skeleton? I'm kind of like a cartoony thing. Me too. Like a like little... creepy, but... 
like a little dancing bones yes man. correct me yeah too. i don't I mean, know it sounds uh, sure i'd be very terrified if i saw that right but i don't know it just sounds horrible it sounds horrible uh next is giancarlo stanton of the marlins and he said quote man i hate when we have four <laughs> games oh no because two three anything's better than four it's freaky as shit with the headshot paintings on the walls and the old curtains everywhere. I like how he's complaining about the curtains. Yeah, really? Everyone like, else is like, wait, I wish that were my, I I wish saw that a were skeleton. my problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wish I hated the curtains. Uh, it reminds me of the Disneyland haunted house. Okay, so he's in another world, I think. He's from Florida. He sounds like He's it. like, I'm relating this to Disney. I'm not really. So from what his quote says, it sounds like the longer you're there, the worse the activity becomes. Yeah. Next is your guy, Brandon Phillips from yeah! the Cincinnati Reds. I cheered and everyone booed and I was like, fuck you guys. It's my show. <laughs> uh, Brandon says, quote, I came into the room and just sat on the bed. Then for some reason, the radio turned on. So I turned it off and got in the shower. And when I was done, that motherfucker turned back on. <laughs> yeah, ew. Super creepy. Super creepy. Then I do remember that our rooms had, or at least mine did, had like a big old eye home. Speaking of like old technology, yeah, yeah. had like this big clunky eye homes right 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 Ugh. then was adrian beltre of the dodgers and uh he said that he heard knocking in the hallway and on his door he checked but nobody was there Mm-mm. and then the air conditioning and the tvs both switched on and off by themselves and while sleeping he woke up to something banging on his headboard ah oh god quote like a man hitting his open hand against the wood oh 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 oh, 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 oh. that's scary like Absolutely, someone is intentionally trying to wake you up. And you are, yeah, that is terrifying. Apparently, since any time he stayed at that hotel, he sleeps with his baseball bat, which I don't blame him. (laughs) I don't either. I don't, I know you like can't actually hit something that is like not solid, but like if it makes you feel more. Yeah, it's like I'll at least come at you with my bat. I have a weapon. I used to sleep with a hammer when I was scared when I was little. One time, this is, I don't even know if I want to say this out loud. I, one time I, it was like one of the first times I ever had a a night where I was sleeping by myself in my, my house. Yeah. In my mom's house. And it was like the first night that she ever trusted me to be there alone. And I got so scared that like on my way up, I just like brought a knife just yeah. in case. But then like in the middle of the night, apparently I thought I heard something. Oh no. And so I grabbed the knife and then I like, this is what I'm assuming happened. I must have heard something, got scared and then fell asleep. And so the knife was in the bed with me. No. And then in the middle of the night, I must have stretched in a weird way, and I just, like, stabbed my entire hand. Oh, no! Like, the apparently the knife was under the pillow, and then, like, I, like... Put your arms... Put oh. my arms in the pillow... Underneath the pillow, and then, like... So your mom comes home, and your bed's just, like, covered in blood. Oh, you're I, gouged. The, here's, like, the most M part of it, though. I absolutely stabbed the shit out of my hand. This wasn't a little stick. This wasn't a little cut. I, like, stabbed my fucking hand. Yeah. And I woke up from being in a lot of pain, and I saw there was just blood all over my hand and my arm... And I was like, oh, I'm too tired. <laughs> so I just went back to bed. I was like, I'm, oh, no, I was like, I'm fine. Like, I, I mean, worst case scenario, I'm just I just keep bleed the, out in this bed. I just keep the blood like I wasn't like bleeding. Out. Clearly, it already stopped bleeding. Right. And so in my mind, I was like, either I get up and wash it off now or I sleep another hour and then I wash, wash it, it off, off then. The like, I'm clearly fine. I'm OK. Do you still have a scar? No, I don't think so. That's terrifying. It happened like 10 years ago. But yeah, so then after that, I was like, okay, I don't even trust myself with knives. No. Nope. Especially when I'm sleeping. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> but yeah, that was, I I mean, in hindsight, I was such an idiot. Like, why would I ever put a knife that in my like bed? That something I would do. But I was also like, I think 13. And I when just you're scared wasn't at that age, like, you're scared. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. This anytime I heard a sound, yeah. I was like, "Well, here we go. I'm done." I just had a big hammer. Which, right. I don't know what the hell I was. <laughs> At least the do hammer didn't freaking hammer. Didn't turn on you Thank like my God. knife. Did. Seriously, that could have ended really poorly for me. Uh. But yeah, I remember doing that. And I remember being like, I'm not going to tell my mom. <laughs> Did she, she not find your bloody sheets? <laughs> uh, no, she didn't. We had cleaning ladies. Oh, great. Just to really make myself love look this, worse. Love this story. The cleaning lady was like, cool, someone just bled out on this pillow. Oh, the cleaning lady was probably Fantastic. freaked out. Um, but yeah, I remember being like, if my mom finds out, then she's not going to let me sleep by myself in the house anymore. So I can't tell her. She's not going to let me sleep with that knife anymore. It's been like 12 years. So I think it's it's fine that I probably let her know now. Okay. Sorry, um, Linda. My mom is probably pulled over and is hyperventilating. Um, <laughs> so, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. So he sleeps with a bat. We slept with a knife and a hammer. Right. Interesting. Why not? Uh, so the next one is, Car- that's two of them. Carlos Martinez and Marcel Ozuna. Um, of the Cardinals. Oh, this was the this was a, the good one. Okay. So they posted a video on Instagram, and it's in Spanish, so it's been translated. But uh, they posted a video on their Instagram of them in the hotel, <laughs> in their hotel room or in a hotel room, and apparently they had just seen something. They just saw a ghost. So they posted this video and translated into English. It says, "We're here in Milwaukee. I just saw a ghost in Ozuna's room. He saw another one." We are, and then as he, he then says, we are all here. And as he says, we're all here, he turns the camera to show the hotel room that he's in. And like half of the baseball team is in the room <laughs> oh, no. with their pillows. Like, oh, they're all like, just like duck and cover fetal position. Oh, no, We're in Milwaukee. I just saw a ghost in Ozuna's room. He saw another one. We're all here. Um, we're all in Pena's room. We are all stuck here. We're going to sleep together. If the ghost shows again, we're all going to fight him. So <laughs> we're going to fight him with our bats. We're going to fight him with our pillows. Oh, no. And so I thought that was just like the ultra bromance. It is. It's like a little slumber party. It's like if we're going down, we're, we're going down together. That's precious. Then the Brewers clubhouse manager also said that there was a guy who woke up in the middle of the night and saw his blinds and windows open and shut, uh-uh. open and shut, no. open and shut. Because that's not even electrical. You can't like blame that on like. And that's oh, not even the, the wind. The like when your window goes up by itself. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, he shut them. But then woke up in the morning and they were reopened. Nope. Then Bryce Harper of the Phillies said that he laid a pair of jeans and a shirt on the, the bench at the foot of his bed. Mm-hmm. He woke up the next morning to the clothes on the floor and the bench on the opposite side of the room oh, against the wall. Ew. And those are heavy things. Firm pass again. Absolutely not. And the fact that it's happening so quietly while you're sleeping, like it doesn't want you, you to know. Anything. It just wants you to wake up and be scared. Super fucked up. Next is CJ Wilson of the Angels. He said that he was on the computer one night, and when the lights started flickering, um, he... Oh, oh, here's a quote. He said, the lights all shut off, and then the TV shuts off, and then the light turns back on, but the light at the front door turns off. Mm-mm. So it's just, like, fucking with him. Right, right, right. So he, while working on his computer, he yells out, really? <laughs> and then he went back to the computer, and 30 minutes later, there's scratching on the walls. Oh, 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 oh. That's Cute. worse. Cute. Cute. And then he said out loud, can you please just leave me alone? I'm really trying to work here. And apparently he has, uh, he was, I didn't put this quote in, but he was quoted saying something along the lines of like, when it comes to ghosts, it's just important to be direct and let them know what you want. (laughs) Thanks. And I was like, okay, thanks for the advice. The tip that led to scratching on your walls. Right, right, right. So he said, uh, are you kidding me? Can you please just leave me alone? I'm really trying to work here. Then, so the scratching stops and then the lights start going crazy. Okay. And then he yells. Are you kidding me? I don't want anything from you. Leave me alone. Or write it down. Write down what you want. I can't communicate with you through the lights. He's just like, dunzo with this. He's like, I don't want anyone 
to have any doubts about this experience. He's like not even scared. He's like, just write it down. He's like, you're pissing me off. Just do what you want. So the next day he told his teammates and apparently they all felt really ill. Apparently they'd all, anyone who had experienced anything felt really ill the next day. So the next day he told his teammates and they were like, oh yeah, well, oh, apparently that was his first experience at the Fister. Got it. So then he tells his teammates and they're like, yeah, well that happens all the time. People get locked in bathrooms. The lights turn off by themselves and people see shadow figures. And then he was like, oh, okay, so this just happens all the time. Cool. Glad I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks now. I'm thanks glad I have the awareness. Thanks for inviting me to the slumber party where you all were hanging out right. together. God. <laughs> and then finally, there was Michael Young of the Phillies. And he, he was quoted saying, fuck that place. <laughs> oh, no. I was lying in bed after a night game. My room was locked, but I heard these footsteps inside my room stomping around. I'd heard all these stories about this hotel, so I was wide awake at this point. Yep. And then I heard it again, these footsteps on the floor. So I yelled out, hey, make yourself at home. Hang out. Have a seat. But don't wake me up, okay? Aww. Which is, like, so nice. That's, like, the opposite of the other guy. That's also, that that sounds like what I would like to, right? if I were brave. The ideal response. It's like, you can hang, but don't wake me up. That's, like, what I think I would say, and then I would absolutely not. I would just cry. Right, right, right. Or, like, call you or something. So then after that... I didn't hear a thing for the rest of the night. I just let him know that he was welcome, that we could be pals, that he can <laughs> marinate in there for as long as he needed marinate. to. Marinate. Just as long as he didn't wake me up. So, I, I mean, that's nice, at least, that he was just like, we can be homies, but I got my things yeah. to do, and you got your things Listen, to do. you do you. Right, I'll right. do me. You can hang out in here as long as you need a little getaway. Yeah, use the bar of soap. There's an extra little one. Anyway, that was the what story the of the fester. Holy shit. Well, I didn't have any scary experiences there, I don't think. Uh, I think that was the hotel that I had an experience because I remember going down and talking to Miss Stephanie the next day and being like, you lied, girl. What happened? Remember, um, I said it. I think I said it on stage. Oh, yes. Uh, wait. Yeah, I do remember that. Night. I can't remember if this, this was the Fister. We've stayed in a lot of hotels in oh, the last like, month. Uh, I think it was the Fister, though, because I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I was because it was the one where I joining doors with Eva. Yeah. Yeah. They were hanging out the whole time without me. Sad. Just talking about you with the butler. With the, but- the butler was talking about you, too. Yeah, I know uh so in my hotel room i heard footsteps pretty much all night but like heavy boot stomping footsteps cool and then um originally the scariest part of it was in the beginning i heard um footsteps that were like pacing the perimeter of my bed so it was starting like at my left by my face no 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 then walking down to my feet then across the foot of my bed and then back up to the right side of my face and it kept pacing my the perimeter of my bed (sighs) And I literally, I did not say, hey, come hang out. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Just don't wake me up. Uh, what I said was, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, no. And a giant whisper. Oh, no. And uh, and so then apparently it kind of got the hint, but didn't really get the hint because then I heard footsteps all night, but on the other side of the room. At least they went a little further. So it's like, thanks. I think the fear for me, if it was going right around my bed, would be that suddenly it would like oh yeah drop on the that bed. was a thousand percent yeah. my thought i was like okay it's right there it's like like a predator circling yeah. its prey <gasps> oh, or like a cat that's about to plop down <laughs> right, right or that or that but like holy shit but yeah so i heard that and then i woke up the next day and i heard uh i didn't hear anything but the next morning i woke up and i my room had two beds and one of the beds i had not touched and there was a massive like imprint as if someone had been sitting there Ew! Next I'm to... I'm so glad you told it to go away, because it could have been sitting on your bed. <gasps> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but anyway, I showed that to Eva the next day, and I was like, by the way, I did not cause that. Oh, my so. other bed had an imprint, because I dropped 
a black bean burger on it and then had to switch to the other bed oh so so that one might be on you that was on me <laughs> but anyway so those are my stories from oh frick holy shit that place was cool though yeah it's a really neat hotel way cool man way cool way cool way cool we know what's cool so you know when you've got the holidays the new year and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind especially if you run a small business it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things but stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies for 25 years now stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses whether they're mailing out checks invoices legal documents books podcast branded koozies maybe that's just us or anything else get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink it feels very fitting that juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy we're happy but because we're not mind readers we don't always know when they're unwell and in my experience cats are not the most you know open when it comes to sharing their woes and there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That was illuminating. Illuminate. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's my transition sentence. I love it. After I love we it. pause it. Um, Those ads were illuminating. What do you think, guys? Oh, that's right. Those ads are pretty illuminating. I think you should buy every single thing that we just talked Everything about. Everything we said, just trust us on. Yeah. Um, okay, cool, yo. Here we go. So I have another story for you that I did ages ago at a live show mm. in New Jersey. And uh, We've been to New Jersey? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time we sure have oh my that, that was, was one of our don't even tell me that was asbury park yes that was like one of our was, oh no that was in january i was back in january i thought it was in november never mind well whatever november was dc philly new york right okay new york not new jersey so it was january for sure so january um i did this story it is the story of the watcher house 
watch. <gasps> it's yes. so spooky. Ooky. This one gets me. Go I'm so happy away. we're covering stories again. Because like this one I wanted to do for an episode so badly. But it was super fun to do live. I'm so, so. glad that we also agreed to do... I, I do... I feel bad for the people who are at the live show and like this might be like a story that you already heard. So maybe you don't want to listen to the story, but that does not mean that we're always covering the same stories we did at that same show. So like, just like how I just did Milwaukee and you're doing New Jersey. Yeah, we don't. There's still something to enjoy that you haven't heard before. And um, part of it, I mean, and it's so good. This is such a good story. Fucking creepy ass story. This is one everyone deserves to hear, which is why we're doing things like this. And there are a lot of people who have said like, can you please release this episode? This episode, I want to share this one that you. Like, if they right, went to right, a show, right. a lot of them want us to release that. And since we won't release all the live episodes, because most people throw fits. Right. Uh, it's I feel like it's more enjoyable to just retell the story. Yeah. Anyway. Because also, I mean, truly, like, I, I know The Watcher House because I I remember that being one of my favorite ones you've done live. Ooh. But I also obviously do not remember all the information. I don't either, so, like, so this will be interesting. For the thousandth time, <laughs> we are not retelling it just for you to learn. We are also telling it so I can hear it again because Lord knows I don't remember what the hell happened in January. I couldn't even remember we were in New Jersey. What do you think? I thought it was in November. So, <laughs> so by all means, carry carry on. Okay, here we go. So this is the story of the Watcher House. Um, and I got a lot of this information from New York Magazine's The Cut and they wrote this like super long in-depth article about this in the November 12th, 2018 issue. Um, and so that, like, if you want to read the full fucking story, it's in there and it's really fascinating. So, okay. So 40 miles south of, I wrote here, which presumably <laughs> was Asbury Park. Okay. Um, 40 miles south of Asbury Park uh, in Westfield, New Jersey. June 2014, the Broadus family, Derek, Maria, and their three young kids close on their dream house in Westfield, New Jersey for $1.3 million. It's a six-bedroom, four-bathroom colonial located at 657 Boulevard. Ooh, that sounds uh, like a lovely place to be. Beautiful. It's like the neighborhood is considered like one of the safest in America and like very oh. uh, hoity-toity, posh. You know. <sighs> love a good hoity-toity. Love it. I was raised by cleaning ladies. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, you love a good stab hoity-toity. in the hand. And... The second I got a text from a butler, I felt like I was back at home. You were like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> I've stabbed myself in the hand in my sleep. Help. And I can't get up. <laughs> um okay so maria had been raised in the town or in that neighborhood only blocks away and derek had grown up in a working class family in maine but had worked his way up to senior vice president at an insurance company in manhattan so it's like this american dream story like she's from like small town he was from small town he like built up his career and they got married had kids and moved into the suburbs and bought this beautiful house gotcha etc i hear you um, so Westfield itself is, like I said, very well-to-do, idyllic, family-oriented. In 2014, which is the year that uh, the Broadus has moved in, Westfield was named America's 30th safest town. 30th? 30th. Wow. Yeah. That's and there's good. a whole lot of towns in this country. <laughs> yeah, probably. Top 30 is quite an achievement. Top 30 is pretty impressive. I don't think I've ever lived anywhere that was top 30, probably of anything. Especially but your childhood. Not, definitely not safe. Oh my gosh, our childhoods were so different. I know. I had cleaning ladies and you had crime. I had hammers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And then I went to my dad's and went to the country club for dinner. So it was a weird... And you also went to Summit for high school. Yeah. Wow. It's... You have such a conflicting life. I know. My therapist you knows need all to, about it. You need to write a memoir. <laughs> no. It's so interesting. Guys, being Christine's friend personally, I still learn every day something new. I'm like, was this when you were poor or rich or <laughs> poor and looked like you were rich or I never I know to be clear, I never looked like I was rich. Oh. <laughs> so across the board, that never happened. Don't right. Worry. You just looked emo. I'm literally still wearing my eighth grade gym uniform. So I think if that tells you anything. 
<sighs> Yikes. Sorry, it's always an adventure with you. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad I can provide something for you. At least I'm never... I'm always mentally stimulated. That's for darn sure. <laughs> Good. The Gemini that's... in me is just thriving being your friend. That's what I aim for. <laughs> oh, no, never boring. Okay. So, right. So they move into this super, like, idyllic family neighborhood, and they move into their dream house. Three days after moving in, Derek is finishing up an evening of painting when he decides to go check the mail. Um, there are a few bills and a white envelope addressed in thick, clumsy handwriting to the new owner. Ugh. Ugh, it already sounds like a lifetime movie. I like how fast it starts. Yeah, it's, it's just like creepy quick. right in there. Um, and it starts with like, oh, white picket fences. And then a letter arrives. Like, it's the most <laughs> cliche but creepy thing Right, ever. it's very lifetime so far. It is, yeah. Um, okay, so the note began, Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. The letter continued, how did you end up here? Did 657 call to you with its force within? Huh. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. No, you don't. Ugh, I have chills already. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched it in the 60s. It is now my time. Oh, my God. Why are you here? I will find out. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. The second I get that letter alone, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know we just got rid of the U-Haul. Bring it back. <laughs> Put everything oh, no. in. Going back to Manhattan. Right. I feel like I'd be, I'd literally see an envelope that says the new owner in like handwriting and I'd be like, fuck this. Oh, you wouldn't even look Get on the out. inside. I'm burning this place You'd down. be like, the new owner and the last owner. <laughs> yeah, see ya. Never, never again. Um, but so probably most frightening about the letter is that they talked about the kids. So it said, you have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I've counted. Are there more on the way? It gets worse. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Mm. Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look, at, <laughs> look at all the windows you can see. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. The letter concludes, welcome, my friends, welcome. Let the party begin. Signed, The Watcher. Oh my god, it's so fucking terrible. Okay, if you, I could have just like not, I would just skimmed the that letter, not even looked at the contents <laughs> of it, and just seen that it was signed by the Watcher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Game over. Let the party begin. <laughs> let the party <laughs> begin. The Watcher. It I'd be like, sounds. Oh, like... Let the party of me packing my shit and going begin. Have You're your right. own goddamn party. Here's right. the key. God, like I don't want to be a part of this. Watch it from the inside alone <laughs> while we're gone. No. So, obviously, first things first, Derek races through the house. He turns off all the lights. So, it's nighttime. So, he turns off all the lights so no one can see inside. Um, he's home alone, by the way, because his family's still at the old house and he's just painting. Ugh. So, he calls the Westfield police. Uh, then he rushes back to the, what, his wife and kids who are still sleeping and they're fine at the old house. That night, Derek and Maria wrote an email to the couple who sold them the house, John and Andrea Woods. Um, and they knew the Woods knew something because the letter had said, I asked the Woods to bring me young blood and it looks like they listened. So <laughs> like, they were like, well, the Woods have to know right, whoever been this asked. is. Yeah, exactly. So Andrea Woods replied the next morning and said a few days before moving out, they had also received a letter from The Watcher. It was similar in nature, but Andrea said they had never received anything like it in their 23 years in the house. So they threw it away without much thought. Uh, that day, the Woodses went with Maria to the police station, where the detective told her not to tell anyone about the letters, including her new neighbors, um, because all of them were now suspects. Right. So they were like, just keep cool and casual. So I feel like nothing's happening. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, 
nightmarish. <coughs> and they didn't know any of their neighbors yet, so it was like all these strangers that they right. had to be normal around. Um, so two weeks later, Maria stops by the house to check the mail. <laughs> Big mistake. I wouldn't even... I'd send John to do that. Uh, I'd send a cop to do that. Right. I wouldn't send anyone. Um, And the there's a letter, another letter. Uh, It says, welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy and I've been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. Have they found what is in the walls yet? (gasps) In time, they will. (gasps) What? (laughs) I don't know. I forgot about that part. The walls. I have chills. This is so spooky. Hmm. Um, the letter identified the three broadest kids by birth order and their nicknames. So get out. It wasn't of like town. it just lo- they looked up the names. It was like they'd heard the nicknames that the parents used for the kids. So Shit. like very specific. So uh, yeah, it says by their nicknames, which Maria had been yelling anytime the kids went like out of her sight or too far into the backyard. So it kind of it the watcher whatever this person kind of brought up like oh yeah hear you calling to them when they wander too far out of <laughs> the yard or whatever and so they are already Ooh. now when they leave my eyesight they have wandered too far too fucking far <laughs> yeah sit right here um right so there's more to this letter it says so bear with me it's kind of a long line a paragraph but quote 657 boulevard is anxious for you to move in it has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or they, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you are upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. Then I can plan better. Who am I? I am the Watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. I can plan better for what yeah yeah i don't know fucking terrible they they it's far enough that they you couldn't hear them scream like it's like it why obviously sounds very sinister and evil and crime worthy but also like deranged like right 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 delusionally deranged like freaky yeah um and so oh sorry there's more 657 boulevard is my job my life my obsession and now you are too broadest family welcome to the product of your greed greed is what brought the past three families to the house and now it has brought you to me have a happy moving in day you know i will be watching so that's the next letter they got and maria's like cool 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 um derek and maria obviously stop bringing the kids over at all put move in day on hold they're like right. this is too far this isn't a prank anymore like right this right, is right fucked up a few weeks later they get another letter that says where have you gone to 657 boulevard is missing you and that's all it said and they were like okay Whew. they didn't know what to do they'd already put the money down on this house like they're in bad bad position so right the theories at this point are one that someone is upset over like losing out on the house and that like maybe they tried to they're like pissed that they didn't right that right. the offer didn't go through or something and right they they didn't get the house however the counter argument is that the Woodses said they had three offers and both of the other offers had backed out alone like they were mm. like on their own i mean like it was right. their decision not to buy the house one moved into a different house and the other said they weren't interested anymore so right. like there wasn't any contentious battle for the house or anything like that uh, theory two is that someone in the neighborhood was targeting them, um, especially because they were keeping such close tabs on everything that was going on. So they probably live nearby. Um, so considering theory two, okay, so we have to go back a little bit to when uh, the family first, so when they first received the letter, no, when they received the first letter, sorry. And then the police were like, don't say anything to anyone. So right around that time, um, they met a neighbor named John Schmidt. 
Mm-hmm. And this neighbor told them about a family named the Langfords who lived next door. Peggy Langford was in her 90s, and several of her adult children, all in their 60s, lived with her. Oh. John called them odd but harmless and described one of the sons, Michael, as kind of a Boo Radley character. So I remember talking about Boo Radley a lot. All the time. That was such like a trend, like an in vogue in <laughs> topic vogue. in eighth grade. <laughs> it was also very on brand during the live show. I remember talking about oh, Boo Radley. Oh, I, I thought don't... you meant you remember talking about it like in the eighth grade. <laughs> you mean like Everyone during the show? Everyone is such a Boo Radley. Like they're so... <laughs> I in the eighth grade. I was like, yeah, we did talk about him a lot. <laughs> we it. did talk about him a lot in eighth grade in general. Right, right. Oh, so you remember talking about it in the show? I don't remember. Oh, I remember we brought him up a lot. I don't really remember why. Uh, I don't either. I I don't know. Between him and the Pringles guy. There's a lot of, hopefully no more of that weird sexual conversation. Right, right, right. Um, So Derek, I don't know why. I called him John earlier. I meant Derek. So Derek. (laughs) Derek, All right. Whatever. Just go with it. Um, Derek was like, well, that must be who this is. Like, if there's a weird guy that's, quote, odd but harmless, kind of Boo Radley, lives next door never leaves the house like that's probably who this is so uh they lived like i said right next door and they'd lived there since the 1960s which is when the watchers that his father began observing the house so that's when they had bought the house so he's like that makes total sense sure um when police brought michael langford in for questioning though he denied any involvement obviously and there was no ev- like they didn't have any physical evidence or anything so besides questioning him there's nothing they could do and he said, oh don't worry like he's pretty harmless there's probably nothing that'll happen and derek was like well fuck you like that's not enough. Like saying, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure he won't actually hurt you. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. He's threatening my children. I it's don't like, know. Mm, I think I can be skeptical. He wants my, the young blood of my children. I think right, maybe. Right. He, he's planning something. Some, he wants there to... are things in the walls and secrets in the house <laughs> and we were drawn in by the force. And blood in the hallways. Right, and, right, right. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So Derek, like I probably would, became obsessed, like trying to figure out who this was. And he set up webcams. He spent nights crouched in the... I mean, that's like so threatening to like your family and your... Like, I can't imagine being... I mean, if I found out that someone was talking about like me and Allison like that... And like watching you and shit. Like, I'd be terrified for Allison at yeah, least. Yeah, you'd want to like defend, like figure out who the fuck is targeting you and yeah. your family. RJ's on his own. But <laughs> I mean, me and Allison. RJ. Throw, throw RJ to the wolves. With RJ, his, you can hang out with me and Mr. White. With his big, strong muscles, he can fight oh, them true. off. Oh, true. His extra ab will just knock him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now like, okay, he's not very active currently on Instagram. Right. However, since he is in the midst of his swimming training, right. he just had this huge meet that he's been training for for like the last like five months. Oh my god! He went to Indiana when we were in Chicago, actually. Yeah, and um, he posted a picture of him after the meet, Uh-oh. and he was like in his little like speedo and wet cap or whatever. And they're just like abs galore, like they just don't end. <laughs> they're just falling off. I all think over. he's ill. Like uh, there's too many abs. <laughs> too many. Anyway, abs. I just wanted to give everyone an update on RJ's body. People it's ask. doing oh, fine. Something fell. What was it? Oh, well. I thought it was a Starbucks. Anyway, his uh, his body's doing fine. In case anyone was worried that it wasn't, it's fine. It's dangerously fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. It's just so it's many fine. abs. Honestly, I just people keep fucking tweeting about it. It's. It was a nuisance to me. It's quite a nuisance. I mean, to live with it is just a, a look in the mirror every day. <laughs> a reflection. Of... A reflection of what I'm not <laughs> what and maybe could be if I gave uh... 1% of a shit. <laughs> Someday. No, maybe not. One day. Um. Oh, boy. 
So anyway, right. So he becomes obsessed, much like we would. He set up webcams. He stayed up all night watching to see if anyone was outside. He researched all the neighbors. He hired a private investigator since the police said they couldn't really do anything. Um, the PI ran background checks on the Langfords and like nothing came up. So that's the family next door. Uh, nothing interesting came up. Derek and Maria also reached out to two former FBI agents that they happened to know through like work. I don't know. They just happened to know. I guess they had kind of highfalutin jobs. So they happened to know these two FBI agents. And one of them actually happened to be the inspiration for Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. Ayo! So kind of, they're just like these two badass FBI agents. Um, and they determined that the watcher was unlikely to act on their threats based on like the wording and stuff like that. They like analyzed okay. the letters and said, uh, however, the letters did contain typos and errors that uh, in, uh, insinuated that this person was erratic and unstable. So they sure. were like, as much as we want to say, oh, they probably won't act on it. Like they're clearly not in their right mind okay. and they could change their behavior at any minute. They could snap or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And they also said there was clearly an underlying seething anger directed at the wealthy in general with like the whole right, the greed. Oh and... yeah, greed. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, that's also worrisome because that kind of makes people act irrationally also like that. Right. That like uh, umbrella anger toward just like a whole group of people. Um, so yeah. What a wada wada wada. Um, right. So meanwhile, the police like can't really do much, but they're keeping an eye on the Langford family. Um, and so as a kind of test, the Broadduses sent a letter to the Langfords announcing plans to tear down the house to see like oh, how they would react. Interesting. Um, and they hoped that like maybe that would prompt a letter back because they right. only sent it to them. So they were like, oh, I see. we'll pretend like it's a flyer going out to the whole neighborhood and we'll see like if they respond or if we get a response, right, it right, means right. it's from them. Um, but unfortunately nothing happened. So huh. that did not give any answers. They how- should have done that individually to each house oh, for a, a while. You're so right. And eventually someone would have reacted Ooh. or given a different letter to each one. And Ooh. then based on the information, you would yeah. know which house it was. Shit. See, we would have been all over this. Listen, I would have found a way to figure out a way to protect my kids. Yeah. Not that they, not that they didn't. No, no. But yeah. at the I same mean, time, really... I would have been like such an, an anal parent about it. I would have been like, we're doing it until we figure it I out. I mean, that's what he did. He still worked. Like it's, he went like, he went complete Bananas. full on obsession over it. Which, like, what I'm saying, I think we would, too. I think a lot of... I think most people would. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I mean, there was only so much he could do because, obviously, he couldn't, like, go out... Right, he couldn't start shouting like, vigilante, at people. Right, like, the police... There's only so much that the police could do. Um, so he was, his hands were tied in some ways. But so he's doing all these little tests. So he writes them a letter. They don't respond. However, there is still a reason to consider some other suspects. So for one thing, the police spoke to Michael before the second letter was sent... Um, and they were like, well, if he had sent two and then two more had come, they were like, well, he wouldn't have sent them because that was, that would have been really reckless. And they're like, well, this person's not <laughs> rational, you know, right, obviously. Right, right. So that was a little bit weird. Um, and then there was the fact that the PI found two child sex offenders <gasps> within a few blocks of the house. So Uh-oh. they were like, maybe that Young like, blood. The person right, is watching the children. <laughs> So the Broaddus' house painter had also noticed something strange. Uh-oh. The couple behind the house, so like the neighbor in the back, um, kept a pair of lawn chairs strangely close to the Broaddus' property. Hmm. He explained, one day I was looking out the window and I saw this older guy sitting in one of the chairs. He wasn't facing his house. He was facing the Broaddus's. Good night. Yes. Um, so basically, at this point, the family is like, it could be anyone. It could be everyone. Like, it, Who knows? They're terrified. Like, everyone seems like they could be the suspect so it's just bad um so they finish renovations um and install an alarm system like a really into obviously really intense alarm right. system um, but they still are like filled with dread at the thought of moving in so they don't 
Um, and for now, they live with Maria's family. They'd already sold their old house, so, like, they're completely they're stuck. They're stuck. Yeah. Um, and Derek only visits ever to shovel the driveway and check the mail. So, like, he'll come, whatever, once a week or something, and that's that's it. Then one day, he shows up to check the mail, and another letter has arrived. This, this letter says, 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? Come back. Let the, <gasps> let the young blood play again like it once did. Nope, sorry. Let the young blood yet blah, blah, blah. let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in six fifty seven Boulevard. Oh shit! <gasps> Vomitous. Um, so obviously this took a, quite a toll on the family. Also, Derek and Maria's marriage, like constant stress, no sleep, like trying to right. figure out who the hell this could be. They're not moving into their new house. Um, Maria has been diagnosed with PTSD by a new therapist. Sure. And so they're like completely desperate. They uh, show the house to a, show the letter, sorry, to a priest who agrees to bless the house. So thanks, priest, for one. Thanks, priests. <laughs> for, thank you, priest. Thank you for real, priests. Uh, so they bless the house. Um, they're like, I don't know what else to do. You know, they're trying every possible thing. Um, six months after the first letter arrived, the Broadduses decide they don't can't do this anymore. So they decide to sell the house. Uh, they initially listed it for more than they paid to reflect, like, the renovations because they had been working on it for six months. But rumors swirled as to why they were selling, so they had to knock down the asking price because everyone's like, well, they're selling because something terrible has happened and they don't feel safe there. So right. nobody wants to buy it all of a sudden, obviously. Um, so they had to drop down the asking price. And they also told their real estate agent, we want to share the letters with potential buyers because we don't want someone stuck in our position and then feel the guilt of, like, Right. Having sold the house and not told them, especially if they have a family. What good people. I know, exactly. And that's actually, um, I think I'd probably say this later, but that's actually one of the things where people are like, oh, they made this up to like gain money. And it's like, it's like they were trying to protect you. But like also they didn't. Right. So people are like, oh, they made up the letters to like get a TV show or whatever, which was like definitely a leading theory. But then they wouldn't have shown they would have like insisted against the real estate agent's advice. Right. I want to show these letters to potential buyers. And by the way, it scared off a lot of buyers. So like right. they had several of course. and um, they actually scared a lot away with that. So they were like, but they insisted that they wanted to tell That's good. the next buyer. So yeah, kind of interesting um, counter argument, I guess. So that obviously did not help them sell it either. Uh, June of 2015, a year after buying 657 Boulevard, the Broadus has filed a legal complaint against the Woodses, arguing that they should have disclosed the letter they got. Mm. Um, and that's when the media kind of picked up the story because now it was like publicly in the legal, sure, you know, sphere. Hull- hullabaloo. <laughs> hullabaloo is the technical term. <laughs> um, legal hullabaloo. So, right. So unsurprisingly, this story went viral. Um, the internet got excited at a chance to like solve a real life mystery, which is why it's so intriguing. Everyone gathering together. Yeah. The Reddit sluice. Right. Um, some called the Broadus families family wimps for allowing the letters to scare them. Mm. Uh, many people accuse them of perpetrating a hoax. Uh, the family got more than 300 media requests, but with oh, wow. advice from a crisis management consultant, consultant, they decided not to speak publicly to anyone uh, wow. to spare the kids. And the youngest is still five, and they have not told the children yet, by the way, <laughs> that oh, this is no. going on. It's like, how do you explain, oh, a man is watching you from... Right. Ugh. So a veteran Westfield detective named Baron Chambliss decided he's going to take over and, like, look into the case himself. Um, the first thing he did was he looked into Michael Langford, the neighbor, more closely, the Boo Radley guy. Right. Um, turns out Michael had been diagnosed with schizophrenia as a young man and occasionally spooked the neighbors by walking through their backyards or peeking into the windows of their homes. Oh, so, okay. So concerning behavior. 
Yeah. Um, but before that lead could go anywhere, Shambliss discovered a major clue. So they tested the DNA on the envelope, and it belonged to a woman. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it took my breath away. <laughs> so they sampled, so they were like, holy shit, a woman has been writing these letters. Yeah. Which they did not expect. Um, they sampled DNA from Michael's sister, so the Langford sister, and Maria herself, because they were like, maybe she's writing them to the house. Sure. To like, for a hoax or whatever, but it was not Maria's DNA, and it was not any of the Langford women, okay. women's DNA. So that really just, like, Dead demolished end. their leads. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then they took a look at the house's history and learned that in the 40s and 50s, the house had had five owners in eight years. And each and every time it was sold, it was sold for $1. Hmm. But there was no explanation. It wasn't, like, one time they, like, granted the house to someone for a dollar. It was, like, over and over five times it was sold for Weird. a dollar at a time. It was very odd. They also realized something that they probably should have realized a long time ago. Which was that around the time um, the Broadduses received their first letter, another new family on the block received a similar one. No way. And I will say that there was some backlash against the police because apparently they had not canvassed the neighborhood very thoroughly and had not asked every... And this family was like, we never heard... Like, nobody ever asked us if we got anything. And they just moved down the street. So it was like... Oh, shit. If they had really gone to every house and, like, asked, they probably would have found out. But so this... This detective is like, holy shit, another family received a letter around the same time. So that obviously confuses things more, as well as this weird selling history. Um, One night while Shambliss and his partner were watching the house, a car pulled up long enough for them to grow suspicious. Uh Uh-oh. He traced the car to a woman in a nearby town whose boyfriend lived on the same block as the Broadduses. Huh. Uh, She said, so they asked, they approached her and asked what was going on. She said she, he... She said her boyfriend liked to play a video game in which he was a specific character called the Watcher. Get out. Well, <laughs> bingo. Ding, ding, ding. Bingo, bango. Uh, the man agreed to come in for an interview, but he ghosted them repeatedly. Um, and there was not, there wasn't anything legally that they could do to make him come in. Right. Um, and so it's just another lead that kind of was stuck for the time being. Um, pretty soon, many neighbors had come to the consensus that the Broadduses had sent the letters to themselves, which is terrible to be in that position of like, we really didn't, yeah. didn't do it, but <laughs> your neighbors are turning on you. But also there's no way to prove it. And... Right. Yeah. And like, you're threatened, but like everyone thinks, oh, terrible. Especially because I bet the neighbors are pissed that like the media is suddenly all over the town. Right. And, like, right. Ugh, terrible. Um, so the theory was that they had suffered buyer's remorse after buying the house uh, or realized they couldn't afford the home. And uh, then they concocted an elaborate scheme to get out of the sale. Either that or they were going for insurance fraud or seeking a movie deal a la Amityville. So there were a lot of, like, conflicting rumors. Of course, it's a small town. Everyone kind of has their own opinion. Uh, The Broadduses did receive several offers for, like, movie deals, but turned all of them down. Uh, Lifetime also, shockingly enough, not shocking at all, (laughs) released a movie called The Watcher based on this story. No way. However, the Broadduses filed a cease and desist letter saying you can't take, you can't like use our family as fodder for a show. Right, right, right. Um, They argued that, but then the Lifetime said, oh no, it's a different story because the couple in our story is biracial. (laughs) Okay. And, And the letters were signed, The Raven, not The Watcher. And they were like, every other detail about this story is like... But so legally, they found a loophole, and so... Ugh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, gross. Um, So they tested Maria's DNA, like I said, no match, um, but a lot of neighbors were still, like, blaming her, blaming Derek. Uh, Two years after the Watcher's letter, so it's been two years now, 
Two years after the first letters arrived, the Broadduses tried to sell again, but every time a potential buyer read the letters, they were like, never mind. Well, everyone's <laughs> like, I don't want that. We're not bringing our children here. Yeah. Can you imagine <clears throat> being like, oh, I'm so happy you want to move in. It's like, oh, please, wait, please move out now. I, I can't wait to come inside. Like, yes. Here's the granite information on the new granite countertops. Slide those letters in there and be like, hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you look right here, ignore all the weird stuff, you will see that we have high ceilings. Oh, my God. And a garage. And the house is full of young blood. So yes. it's fine. Full of secrets. <laughs> the walls are full of secrets. Um, so they considered selling the lot to a developer to be like, oh, well, maybe we'll just have it torn down. We'll just sell the property, get rid of it. But of course, the neighborhood was like, what the fuck? No, you can't just sell the property and like turn it into condos right um and so that went nowhere and so they were like well we're stuck like no one will buy the house everyone thinks we did it so they won't protect right. us and they won't let us sell it to a developer so they're like in a completely stuck situation uh however not long after a family agreed to rent the house and two weeks later derek went to 657 to deal with what the renters called a squirrel problem and the renter said oh hey by the way you just got this letter in the mail oh shit yeah it had been two and a half years at this point so the letter said, <clears throat> violent winds and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. You wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me, one of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. The letter also threatened revenge, saying, maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. What? And that was the threat they got. What the fuck? So they were like, obviously, called the police and are like, hey, we got new letters. But the these did not have any DNA on them. And they didn't spark any new leads. So the case stalled again. Um, and as of last, so, nope, not last month, December of twenty. 18 so now four months ago uh according to deadline netflix has secured the film adaptation rights to the watcher house so tbd that's coming at you soon okay um as for the broadduses to this day they still live in fear of the watcher uh the case remains unsolved and the house has been taken off the market so the cut like the magazine the new york magazine feature derek actually this is the first time he had ever talked to a reporter or anything and he they did like this huge article a feature on it on the house and this is the only time derek has ever been interviewed wow. about the house okay um so De that's where most of this information came from but derek told new york magazine it's like cancer we think about it every day oh my god and recently the broadduses received one more letter one final letter and that letter read you are despised by the house and the watcher won Ugh. and that is the story of the watcher that's so creepy <sighs> Isn't that terrible? And there's still no answer. There's have still no, no freaking clue. And like he, this Derek guy is like destroyed him. Like he's tried every angle, every. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The fact that it's still out there and they're still stuck in this situation and like yeah. nothing got resolved. And now they're in the media and it's like still not. Ugh. Ugh. Turn around, you idiot. Does that mean it's like the house across the street? Does it mean it's like. I know. Like the people in the backyard. I don't know. And then I was like, um, I could be one of the neighbors who says they have no idea what you're talking about. It's right. Like, oh, that means you've talked to them before, probably. Fuck. I don't know. Uh. It's so beyond spooky. And like, what is the point of those letters anyway? Like, it's not like this person is getting 
Like, what are they getting out of this? It's not like they... I don't know. It's terrible. Anyway, I don't know. It's terrible. Horrifying. So that's that, and we'll see what happens. Ugh. I really hope something gets... I hope it gets solved at some point. I would be watcher. very intrigued to know. I would love for that to be something that resurfaces and yeah, they figure it out. me too. Also, that it may be a woman. Yeah. Yeah, the DNA indicated the writer was a woman, which super interesting too and then mm-hmm. i was like oh my god it has to be maria the mom or whatever nope. right like didn't match her wild anyway so yeah i hope maybe the movie will like spark some more interest like re reignite the i feel like that movie's gonna not end well because like how you're gonna have to just create an ending just make up an ending yeah unless well, no, like... i think it's like a is it gonna stay open-ended I feel like I movies so. have to, like, have an answer at the end. But I don't know that it's, like, a fictionalized, like, it might be, like, a documentary style. Oh. You know? I'm down with it being a documentary. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right. Well. It could be. TBA. Could be, like, the, I wonder what the lifetime, I don't know. They probably invented an ending. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. The raven. The raven. And then at the end, it's a raven. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much uh, for listening. Yay! To uh, our wonderful Milwaukee and New Jersey <laughs> stories. Radio show. Uh, our little our little ditty i hope you're still here even after we yelled at you a lot earlier right right, right. i'm sorry we are both on edge and we don't sleep much we don't sleep anymore at all <laughs> we're definitely not gonna sleep for the next week no. oh oh my goodness <sighs> also did you hear that the the show in nashville is like at 11 o'clock at night yeah wait what i forgot about that uh, thank sucks. god it's our last show though because then we can just go on the plane and fall asleep true and my fear is like i hope everyone knows that who bought tickets because like i didn't know that. i didn't know and i don't want everyone to be like wait a second I can't go on a at eleven o'clock on a Sunday on a or a Sunday or, a, or, a, or is it Saturday? It is a Saturday. At least yeah, there's that. It's at eleven. Is, are we doing a meet and greet for that? I think so. So at like one <laughs> thirty in the morning, y'all. You good can, luck. Oh my gosh, we we're just gonna never be slap happy. Probably. Oh, it'll be fun. And you're gonna be drunk. Yeah, it'll be a nice combo deal. Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna Eva. You're gonna have to drag us to that airport the next <laughs> Poor day. Eva. Oh my goodness. Well, in case you're not aware of that. <laughs> nashville it is at 11 o'clock at night and uh we just found that out too so yeah oh well oh well nashville we're sorry nashville it's gonna be a trip man well get ready that being said anyway thank you guys for listening if you uh don't already follow us elsewhere on the interwebs uh you can find us at facebook twitter instagram at atwwd podcast you can also find our website and that's where you drink.com you can also find our tour dates there please 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 Come help us out, especially Ohio. Come on, Ohio. Oh, um, and uh, like West Nyack, New York, some other West places. West Nyack, New York. Um, and then uh, you can also find our merch at bit.ly slash, and that's why we drink merch. Yes, all lowercase. All lowercase. Because apparently I found out Bitly does uh, does differentiate capital letters. Oh. And so, oops. How about that? I did not know that. Uh, if you have a personal true crime or paranormal story, you are more than welcome to send it to, and that's why we drink at gmail.com, where it could go into the mix of potential stories Ooh, for our future listener story. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, we put out a listener's episode at the first of every month. Also, please, 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 if you are so generous, uh, please vote for us uh, at the Webbies. Yeah. Uh, the link is bit.ly slash vote. Please get your friends and family to vote. Anyone that listens to this show, yeah. please. Ha- like, the more that people that vote, the better of a chance we have. And, like, this is truly such an honor we would we had no idea this would be two years ago that this could even be a potential for like us edge, like a bucket list for the for beyond. the this is like the bucket list bucket like list. a lifetime bucket list so it's <laughs> very important i like just it just would mean a whole lot to yeah. us so anyone you can get to vote your coworkers, whatever and if you have thank you so much seriously yes 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 
Um, All right. Is that it? Yep. Awesome. Well, we'll see some of you guys really soon. And that's why we drink. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 